0: Love Talk radio Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to d n k Bible Break. We're live on this Monday night. We just want to say good evening to you all. Uh, hopefully you had a blessed weekend, and hopefully that uh your day is going going pretty well. Uh, I just want to uh, just want to thank the Lord for allowing me another day to another day to to wake up with in my right frame of mind and giving me the the spirit to do the Lord's will. So I'm just happy to be here on this uh, Monday evening, and I'm just glad that uh, uh, I'm in the right frame of mind to be able to serve the Lord and want to be able to uh, do what He's called me to do and that is to 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 preach the gospel and take the gospel wherever i go the gospel goes with me and uh tonight we're going to um continue to uh talk about some things and uh i am again i'm just grateful to be here tonight um, i'm just grateful to to be able to do this show um, a lot of people don't uh a lot of people take it for granted What the Lord has blessed them with and I will never take what the Lord has given me or blessed me with for granted every day I wake up I just want to thank the Lord for giving me a platform uh, not just for me but so many other people to hear the gospel Um, not only hear the gospel preach about the gospel not only preach about the gospel but to tell you how Christ is affecting their lives so throughout the whole week, that's what we do on, on our chaos. That's that's what we do. We we, we open the door, and God gets all the glory, um, whether someone is teaching, preaching, or they're just telling you their testimony, their life story, and how they handled it. It all ends. It begins with Jesus, and it ends with Jesus. And I just want to let everybody um, know that. And I'm grateful for it. all my sponsors, the people who look out for us Um I can't say uh, nothing but thank you for your support. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, it really do mean a lot uh, more than what people really realize. When people support you, when they give you finances to help you run what God has blessed you with, you know, it's 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 a blessing because you know people don't have to be nice. People don't have to give, and I'm just thankful for people who have given and. Uh, uh, soul seeds into my life and to the ministry of, of chaos because uh, we wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. And I know we're getting big because whenever we have so many people calling in, people notice it. And I like to thank Metro because they notice it, that they're trying to charge people who's with Metro or T-Mobile Trying to say, trying to make the number because this number is a hot number throughout the week, and everyone dials the number eight four five two seven seven nine zero nine four. That's the number, and so many people are calling that number. They figure they would try to profit on it by charging other people by calling that number, and it's just something that one of the things I got to deal with uh, um, on the other side. Uh, and get it worked out. So we're still working on that right now. It's not a blog talk thing. It is a Metro T-Mobile thing. And um, we have a lot of people dialing that number from Monday through Sunday. And when you record so many phone calls, you know, people want to try to prophesy on that or profit from that, and that's what's going on. And we're still working on it. And my apologies if you can't get in. Um, we're still working on that. So with that being said, it's it's just a matter of time before that gets worked on. So tonight, um, before I get into the lesson, I'm I'm, going to try to bring out some good points um, when it comes to ministry. I'm going to try my best. It's a, one of the first things I ever preached um, has uh, always been Zacchaeus. So if you get your Bibles, I want you to go to Luke, the 19th chapter of Luke. And I'm not going to be long. And it's, it's, it's very simple, some of the things I want to bring out. And some of the things I want to bring out is we know how to minister to victims. We know how to minister to people who've been hurt. We know how to minister to people who have um, been heartbroken. We know how to minister to someone that has been in a bad situation. We know how to minister to those type of people um, who's been hurt, who's been lied to, who's been um, um, mistreated, abused. We know how to minister to those people. We know how to um, get a word in to those type of people. But my question tonight is, how do you minister to someone who's caused pain? How do you minister to someone who's who's not, who did the hurting? Not the person that's hurting, but the person who did the hurting. How do you minister to them? How do you uh, give them the same type of gospel as you give to the people who's been hurt? Now, I'm not talking about. A person that's being hurt ministering to these people I'm talking about just ministering you may know someone that did something to someone you may know someone that uh, that's in a in a you want to call it a backsliding state that's fine uh, you, someone that's not living the will of God that's outside the will of God that's fine a person that's causing hurt harm or danger how do you minister to that person And this is what I want to talk to. How do you minister to the person that is causing the pain? That's what we're going to focus on tonight. And and hopefully through the scriptures that I read that we can get to a conclusion. Hopefully it will be a good word and that you get something from it. But Luke, the 19th chapter, and I'm just going to read from 1 to 10, and then I'm going to just break it down and discuss some things that's in there. Luke 19, verse 1 through 10. since Jesus was coming that way verse 5 when Jesus reached the spot he looked up and said to him "Sukee, come down immediately i must stay at your house today so come" so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly all the people saw this and began to mutter he's going to be the guest of a sinner Verse 8, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Verse 9, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to the house, because this man, because this man, who is the son of Abraham, for the Son of man come to seek and to save the lost and right there, I'm going to talk about mm. ministering to someone that has caused harm and in 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 Luke the nineteenth chapter uh, verse one is talking about Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector. the Bible said he was he was wealthy, and what he would do is he would uh tax the people, take from the top, he would steal from them, and give the rest to the to the government, so he was a thief, he was a rich thief he 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 was not and the bible says that um he was a sinner and and the people says in verse seven, all the people begin to murmur that Jesus was going to be the guest of a sinner. Here it is this man who was a crook who was a thief um Um, who was everything bad, and he wanted to see Jesus. So one of the things that I want to to talk about a little bit is just because someone has caused hurt, pain, uh, uh, whatever they have done, they still need to see Jesus too. They still need to be ministered to. You can't just forget about them and worry about the people who got hurt. If people who got hurt, we know how to – talk to them we know how to minister to them we know how to 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 uh, get them back from being hurt and get them back to being where they're supposed to be but how do you minister to that person that causes the pain here it is Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector he was wealthy he was good at what he was doing he was good at being a thief but he didn't have Jesus. So not only was he a thief, he was not a believer, but he had an interest in seeing Jesus and see everyone that causes pain. They have at some point in their life, they want to know who Jesus is. They may not want the policies of Jesus. They may not want, uh, 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 but they want to know who Jesus is. They want to know who is Jesus. Just like this speech, he wanted to know who Jesus was. And because he couldn't, because he was a short man, he couldn't see over the crowd. And a lot of times, people who cause his pain, they can't see over the crowd. They can't see over the crowd because uh, that he was small. And a lot of times, I want you to, 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 to understand where I'm coming from with this. Um, a lot of times, people who cause damage, who cause hurt, who cause pain, they still want to see Jesus. And they still desire to see Jesus, just like Zacchaeus did. And and he had an interest in seeing Jesus for who he was. He did not want the policies of Jesus. He did not want the, the, the way everyone that was following. He didn't want to be like everyone that was following Jesus. He wanted to know Jesus for who he was. And when you want to know Jesus for who he is, you have to separate yourself from the crowd. Now, who was the crowd? Well, you got to understand, Jesus was walking with a with a crowd of people. Twelve of the people that he's walking with was his disciple. You can call them the church people. And then the people who were just around just to be around them was the crowd, and he couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd. A lot of times when people who have done bad things, who have sinned, who have uh, uh, done things that was not right, want to see Jesus, but they can't see Jesus because of the crowd. And a lot of times the crowd will look, and it says in verse 7, when Jesus went home with him, and we're going to get to that in a minute, they started mumbling and talking and gossiping amongst each other that Jesus was going to be the guest of a sinner, to a person who caused what? Her pain, all these things this person caused, Jesus was going to his house. Not only was Jesus going to his house, but when the sinner man had enough interest in knowing who Jesus wanted to see Jesus and separated himself from the crowd. And see, what happens is when you know people who are not living right, who are doing things that are not right, are you checking on them? Are you ministering to them, or are you just letting them go, be by themselves? This man was a thief, and no one went up and wanted to holler at him because they knew he was a thief. He was labeled a thief, and and they started gossip about him in verse 7 when Jesus told him, went to his house but not only that but look at Jesus Jesus knew this man was a sinner and his man had enough interest to separate himself from the crowd and when you have enough interest in seeing Jesus he will take interest in seeing you like he did this man this man first couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd so he had to climb up into a tree just to see him and whenever you have to climb up a tree just to see Jesus what are you willing to do to see Jesus. See when people cause us pain and and hurt, and we don't want to minister to them, but they still want to see Jesus. That's why a lot of people come to church because they want to see Jesus. They don't want come to church because of elder oliver they're not coming to church because of this that or the other they want to see jesus they want to hear what jesus has to say and when jesus saw him and saw the effort that he made to separate himself from everybody else jesus took an interest in him and told him to come down see jesus told him to come down it wasn't It it, it wasn't no, 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 come down here and confess in front of all these people. No, Jesus told him to come down, and then they said, we're going to go to your house. So not only did, did, did the man make interest in seeing Jesus and wanted to see him and separate himself from the crowd, but he also obeyed when Jesus told him to come down. He came down, and Jesus went to his house what I want to know is I know a lot of people go to church on Sunday and you take Jesus with you and then you take him home but is Jesus with you all the time when it comes time to ministering to people you know I'm not talking about people who hurt you you may not be ready for that but I'm talking about people you know who who, who has like Zacchaeus who was a tax collector and he was stealing. So you know someone that's a thief, are you going to minister to them like Jesus did Zacchaeus, or are you going to be like the crowd and murmur and gossip about them? See, that's, that's the key. That's how when people do stuff and we know that they did it, uh, uh, we want to gossip about them. Oh, he knew better than that. He shouldn't have did that. Yeah, he knew, but whatever the reason it was that he did what he did, that's not your business that's between him and Jesus and when him and Jesus get it taken care of it's still not your business you're supposed to uplift him Jesus told the man to come down and Jesus went to his house what I want to know my question is who are you taking to other people's house are you taking Jesus or are you being like the crowd and taking the gossip you're going to have one or the other And what I'm starting to figure out, and the Lord was dealing with this with me on last night and and, and a little bit today, um, how many people do I know that has caused pain, and yet because they caused pain, I didn't want to minister to them because of the pain they caused? See, that's really deep when you go to think about it, because I can sit here and be like, well... He was physically or emotionally abusing this person, or they just stole because they're a thief, or they just do drugs because they'd like to get high. They don't want to live right. They don't want to do that. whatever the reason is in my brain. It has nothing to do with ministry. Ministry is you have to minister to people who are disconnected from Jesus. And even though what they're doing is causing hurt, it's our job to minister to them. It's our job to call them out. And it's our job to go to their house when we're strong enough to do it. Again, I'm not talking to everybody. I'm not talking about someone that hurt you and for you to go talk. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that person that you know hurt somebody else. that had nothing to do with you. But instead of gossiping about them, instead of uh, 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 talking about them, pointing a the finger at them, minister to them and, and, and do what Jesus did and go to their house. And when Jesus went to his house, I just want to show you this in the scripture so you don't think I'm making this up. It says, it says that in a, in a, um, verse 5, I'm going to go to verse 5 again, when Jesus reached a spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. See, Jesus, after Zacchaeus, went into a tree to see him because the crowd was blocking him he went to a tree so he could just see Jesus so he can see a big glimpse of Jesus that's so all just see Jesus and and when you want to just see Jesus when you have that much effort just to see him and you can block out the people that's around him which king james version call it a crowd the crowd the press is the crowd and 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 a lot of times i call them the church folks because that was around Jesus And when you have enough interest to stop looking at other people, how they do things, and just get a glimpse of Jesus for yourself, he will take interest in you. When you can just want to just see Jesus for who Jesus is, when you get that, Jesus will take an interest in you. All them people around Jesus, this man went and climbed into a tree just to get a glimpse. His effort was there. And when you make an effort to see Jesus, he's going to make an effort to talk to you. I don't care what you've done. When you make an effort to see Jesus, and this is my point for tonight, when you make an effort to see him, he's going to make an effort. And he's going to tell you, like he told Zacchaeus, to come down immediately. And then he said, I must stay at your house today. See, Jesus went to his house. He went on his turn. He went to minister to him, just Jesus and him, one-on-one. He didn't take the disciples. He didn't take the crowd. It was just Jesus and him. And if you look at the crowd, they started mumbling that Jesus was going to be the guest of a sinner. See, you have to get in your mind. You can't allow what people think. You can't allow what people say affect your process of looking at Jesus because if he would have been worried about what people were saying he would have never went up into the tree to see Jesus he just would have just let it go and he would continue to live the life he was living but because he had enough interest to climb up a tree to see Jesus Jesus told him to come down and then Jesus went to his house and then when Jesus went to his house uh, and the people started mumbling In verse 8, it says, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I'll give half my possessions to the boar. And if I've cheated anyone out of anything, what he was doing, he was making his confession. Zacchaeus was confessing to the Lord that uh, he knew he was stealing off the top. And he said, if I've done anything, I'm going to give it back. So he knew what he was doing, and Jesus didn't say a word. He didn't anoint him, he didn't pray, he just sat there with Zacchaeus. And because he sat there with him and Jesus didn't say nothing to him, Zacchaeus started making his own confession. And what happens is when we, uh, as bodies of believers, would just go and sit with people who's outside the will of God, the presence of us and the presence that we have with the Lord, people would do their own confession. Because of the possession, because of the power we have, because who's within us. And if you're walking with the Lord and you're talking with the Lord and you're on the same page as the Lord, when people get around you, they're going to want to act different. They're going to get this guilt feeling because of who you are and whose you are. That's how you minister to someone that hurt someone. You ain't got to say nothing. You just got to show up. And you got to be available to them. And you got to be available to them, look at here, in their house. So you can't act super saved and act like, Oh, well, I can't get down like that. Or I can't do that. Or I can't be around this, that, or that, like you so holy, like you ain't never heard a curse word before. Or you ain't never smelt no weed before. You know, sometimes we got to get out of our bag. We got to get out of our feelings. We got to get out of our being so holy and just be real and just show up for people who needs to hear about Jesus. And because he went into a tree, and I keep saying this because it's very significant, don't think you don't have to do anything. The sinner still had to make a sacrifice and climb up to a tree to see Jesus. He had to do something. And what we got to do is if you're in that position of causing the hurt and the pain, you still have to go see Jesus. You still have to go see him. I know people going to talk about you. They did it back then in them days. It says it right there. They were mumbling that Jesus was going to be the guest of the sinner. they going to talk about you. I know people talking about Elder Oliver. I just know that. I can feel it in my spirit. But one of the things that, um, and I'm very thankful that, that I have people in my life, that will 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 direct me to where I need to be, and one of the things that um was said to me, and this summed it up, I was feeling kind of funny today. it was just something in in the air and and i and I asked my um i i said therapist and said, what you know why do I feel like this and he said something that was uh, was that that was very profound he said. I need you to continue to work on you. You cannot be worried about what other people say, think, because if you worry about what they're saying and what they're thinking it's going to cause you to act like them and you're never going to get progress. So what I'm saying tonight is we have to ignore the crowd and ignore what people are saying and focus on just you and Jesus, because when you and Jesus, Jesus will make an effort come to your house and if he's coming to your house you have the presence of god and if you have the presence of god you have the power of god if you have the power of god you have the provision of god that means he's going to lead you and guide you in the right direction as long as you can separate yourself from the crowd you have to separate and then jesus will come to your house you can't be out there doing every every little thing and think jesus is coming home with you this man who had an interest in seeing him and he did something he separated himself from the crowd and Jesus saw that so a lot of times we and I'm going to say this I'm using I'm, I'm I'm being everybody tonight as believers and we as people who have failed God we have to do something to get Jesus' attention and sometimes we have to separate ourselves from the church church folks so Jesus can see us and identify us. Because when he identified that man, he was in the tree by himself. He wasn't around a crowd of people. He was by himself. And Jesus can only deal with you when you're by yourself. Because when you're by yourself and you're in his presence, then you can start making a confession of what you want and what you need. He started making a confession and Jesus didn't say nothing to him. He just sat down and had dinner with him. And when he sat there and had dinner with him, he made his own confession. This was really easy work for Jesus. He didn't have to go talk about this, that, and the other. He was just there to comfort the man and to let the man know that. that, that, And if you look at verse 9, it says, And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, because this man, is the son of Abraham for the son of man come to seek and to save the lost see he didn't have to do a whole lot of work he just sat there and because of Jesus knowing who he was and whose he was he didn't have to say a whole lot the man made his own confession We we want to do stuff we want to take people out we want to do this and, and do that, and it's really not that necessary, because if you have Jesus in your heart, if you had him abiding in you, all you got to do is show up, and when you show up, your presence is so strong and so powerful, and, 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 and the, the man made his own confession. We ain't got to trick no one into being saved we ain't got to trick no one into asking for forgiveness we ain't got to trick anyone because all you got to do is show up and if you show up jesus will do the work if you notice through the scripture jesus didn't do nothing told the man to come down went home with him sat there with him had dinner with him jesus never gave him no scriptures he never told him to do this do that do this do that he just sat there and the man made his own confession and then jesus did the work at the end and said we come to save the lost, and that's what we got to do in our minds and in our spirits, we have to go and seek those that are lost that needs help and stop letting them uh, live off the reputation oh he did this or oh he did that, or she did this or she did that. that's not i not be the conversation. The conversation ought to be are we ministering to this person the way the Lord wants us to minister to them, or are we just plain church being around Jesus? But really don't know who Jesus is because soon as Jesus went to go be with that man, the first thing they started to do the crowd, they started to mumber Jesus was going to be the guest of a sinner. Now, I guess if you want to dissect that, that's pretty much true. The man was a sinner and Jesus did go to his house. But Jesus went to his house to do ministry. But everyone else was so in disarray because Jesus was going to be with a sinner. And all I'm trying to say is people sin every day. And when people sin every day, it's our job as believers is to restore them and tell them about Jesus. And not only so much tell them, sometimes our job is just to sit down and have dinner with them. Let them make their own confession. And stop trying to be the pastor, the doctor, and all all in between, and just be a vessel and be willing to go home with someone that can see the Jesus in you that will be able to give a confession to you. And if they're able to give a confession to you, you ought to thank the Lord because the Lord is using you to be there to do at the very end what Jesus did, said in the very end. And at the very end, Jesus said, salvation has come to this house. Jesus went to that man's house. wasn't no salvation there before Jesus got there. So a lot of times when you go to people's house, they're not saved. But because you have Jesus in you, you can sit there. You can bring salvation to that house if you're being obedient to the Lord and not looking at this man because he was a thief and look at this man that he was lost. Because before he was a thief, he was lost. And that's the same way we look at sinners. Um, um, they're sinners. They're lost. They don't know Christ. Or they stepped outside the will of God. They're not doing what God wants them to do. And it's our job to sit there with them. And if we sit there with well them long enough, they're going to make their own confession. What we want to do, we want them to come and show out in front of church and, and, and do all these hocus pocus and and then think that they're going to be okay. No, that's not, that's not true. That's not how it works. People come to church because they want to see Jesus, and they're hurting, and they're going through things. And instead of pointing the finger at what they did, we ought to point the finger and try to keep them connected to Christ. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty. I can sit here tonight and say I'm guilty. I've known people who caused pain, but because I was friends with the person they caused pain with, I didn't want to have nothing to do with them. And as a minister, that's wrong because that person needed the same love as the person who got hurt. And I understand it takes a special person to do that. Well, if, we, if we're going to follow what Jesus did, this is what Jesus did because Jesus didn't say nothing to this man about any of his sins. This man made his own confession, and because he made his own confession, Jesus told him and was able to bring Christ into the situation Um, because the work, by Jesus being present, work was already being worked. And what I'm saying tonight is by you having the presence of God on your mind, in your heart, the work is already done. All you got to do is show up. And once you show up and you're sincere in showing up and you just sit there and, and don't act crazy when the man started confessing. Jesus never stopped him or gave him that blank look like, oh, you're a sinner. Oh, you did this. Oh, you were stealing from this. He never said that one time. He just sat there and had dinner. The man made this confession, and Jesus right then and there told him what to do. So my question tonight is, can you go to someone's house and just be quiet and have dinner? Or are you going to be there to get information, to take it and talk about somebody else? Because if that's what you're doing, you're blocking the view of people who's trying to see Jesus. And I know we go to church every week and we shout and we jump up and down and we scream. But the question is, are you blocking someone from seeing Jesus? Does someone have to climb up into a sycamore tree? To see Jesus at church that's the question so I would do this a different way if I was preaching this I'd be like we got a lot of blockers in the house people who want to block people from seeing Jesus because we wanted more about us and how good we are than about how good someone could be to someone who's not as good as us who needs Jesus and I'm not gonna say they need Jesus more than us but if they're outside the will of God they need Jesus because their next breath could be their last breath. And, and when I say this, I'm not even talking about them, but the opportunity you had to minister to them, and you didn't minister to them because you was too busy blocking them. That blood is on your hands. It's on your hands. Because they was trying to see Jesus. But because of you talking about them, gossiping about them, and just leaving them out there, that's not right. That's not right. That's not of God. Everybody goes through something. Everyone got some sin in them. Everyone needs to be ministered to. Everyone has that Zacchaeus moment where we got to separate ourselves from the church, church believers. We got to separate ourselves from that. And we have to, to not only separate that because we have to show Jesus that we're making an effort to see him and not see all the stuff in the church. Some churches you go to, they can shout and dance. And if you don't shout and dance, something wrong with you. Some churches, if you shout and dance, there's something wrong with you because you, you you acting crazy. There's always a gimmick or a trick in the church that makes people act funny towards other people. Well, my name is Elder Oliver. And some days I have a good day, and some days may not be as good as others. And I may slip up. I still need ministering to. I'm never that that strong or that uh, person who cannot be ministered to. And and no matter what I do, I still need ministering to. That's why I love my team, because my team can minister to me what I need to hear. I need that word. And 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 and, and when you get the word. It's always good. Um, You ain't got to tell your business. They're just preaching because this is what the Lord gave them, and the Lord knows what I need. So when the Lord knows what I need, he gives it to the minister, and then the ministers give it to me or the bishop or the pastor or whoever. And then I get the word because I'm not there yet striving. Probably will never reach there, but I'm not there. And I was looking at the scripture tonight, and I'm like, wow. All these people saw this man, knew this man, he was wealthy, he was rich, and yet he wanted to see Jesus. So money don't give you everything that you want, because this man was rich. He still wanted to see Jesus. He didn't want what everybody else had, the religious part of Jesus. He wanted to know Jesus for who he was. And see, that's where I'm at in my life. I want to know Jesus for who he is. When I'm things going great, I want to know Jesus for who He is, and when things are going bad, I want to know Jesus for who He is, because it, it, it's, that, it's, that, it's, it's just that wonderful that even when you' sin and you want to know Jesus, it's a great feeling. And see, church people want to block you because you got that feeling, because all they see is the sin in you. They don't see the fathers forgiving you. All they see is the sin in you. And just like Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was, 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 was a sinner. And because, and it's right there in the text, um, he had to get away from them, the disciples, the people that was around Jesus, and go into a sycamore tree because he had to separate himself from the church people, the church-going people. I ain't going to call them believers. I'm going to call them church-going people. Because if they were really born again and really doing what Jesus wanted them to do, they would have ministered to that man, not block him. So a lot of times when people come to church, they got issues, but they want to see Jesus for who he is. They don't want the policies of Jesus. They don't want the policies of the church. They just want to see Jesus for who he is. And just like in this scripture, Luke, the 19th chapter. Just like that, Luke 19, case some came in late, when Zacchaeus, who gives the breakdown that he was a sinner and that he was wealthy, but he wanted to see Jesus. So that tells me, I don't care how much money you got, uh, uh, how well you are in stature, at some point he wanted to see Jesus and he was a sinner. Some people who mess up, who fall down, want to see Jesus. They don't want the policies of Jesus. They don't want the, the the policies of the church. They just want to know who Jesus is. And when Jesus saw him, and saw the effort that he made to climb into a tree, Jesus told him to come down. I'm going to your house. Now this is a person who's not in good with the church, who who who's a sinner. But he wanted to see Jesus and Jesus went to his house. So we as believers, when we see people who are not of God, and you gotta be strong, I'm not talking to everybody now, who's who 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 has caused some hurt and pain, when we see them, we still have to minister to them, the same way Jesus ministered to Zacchaeus. He saw the effort Jesus saw the efforts that he has made to separate himself. He told him to come down immediately, and he said, we're going to your house. And when I, I said before, if I was preaching this, I would be like, whose house are we going to? And, and the thing about that is, is when you go to somebody else's house, if you have the presence of God in you, you'll be able to stand. And not only will you be able to stand, you'll be able to to, to not even have to do a lot of work just because of the the, the the presence of God that's on you is going to make that person feel like he has to make a confession. And that's really all I got for you. That's really all I wanted to say tonight. Um, how do we minister to those who has caused pain? And this, this is how. Jesus looked up, said to see us come down immediately. I must stay at your house. That's verse 5. So Zacchaeus so came down at once and welcomed him gladly. That's another thing. He welcomed him. He made him feel welcome. He made him feel like, mm, this is my brother. We got to stop having attitudes with people that's supposed to be our brothers and our sisters and open them with open arms. Again, I'm in Luke 19. Luke, the 19th chapter, verses 1 through 10, if you get a chance, read it. There's a lot of good nuggets in there. on how to minister to somebody who has caused pain. Now, I just saw that, but before I would preach it, I will just preach it that um, he wanted to see Jesus. The sinner wanted to see Jesus. Um, but here I'm going to take it a step further. This man caused pain. He was ripping people off. He was stealing from people. And he was taking what he wanted off the top and giving the rest to the government. And he was good at it. And and because he was doing this, he still wanted to see Jesus. It's just like the alcoholic. It's just like the drug dealer, the drug user. It's just like the liar. It's just like the adulterer, the fornicator, whatever. Everyone needs or have a moment where they want to see Jesus. Now, I'm not talking someone just living in sin, living in sin and never – separated themselves to go see Jesus. I'm talking about the ones that go see Jesus. And because they can't get to him because of the crowd. Basically it. It, 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 it I know it sounds good to me because my spirit is jumping. And I feel good in my spirit because um, the Lord showed me this today. I don't want to go another day with people I know that's causing harm and not minister the gospel to them. I didn't say, look at him funny. I didn't say, talk about him. Because if you notice in the scriptures, Jesus didn't say nothing to this man. I ain't got to say nothing to nobody. I just got to show up. And if the presence of God is on me, this is the real deal. They'll make their own confession. And once they make their own confession, then salvation will be in that house. And our job is done. We go on to the next one and to the next one. And what we ought to stop doing, and I said for the last couple weeks, I'm on the church because the church is causing a lot of people to do a lot of things that's unnecessary. And when I say that, it's just religion that crept into the church. And it has to be the policies of the church or the policies of this person or the policies of that in order for people to get right. And that's not necessarily the word of God. Jesus just went and had dinner with him. The man made his own confession. And Jesus said, this day, salvation will be in your house. That means the man was right then and there. He didn't have to do no bogus tricks or anything. And that's really all I wanted to say to y'all tonight is is to, hopefully you got something from the message. Um, hopefully that you will be able to, um, Read Luke, the 19th chapter, verses 1 through 10. Just skim through it, and you'll see everything that I said is in there. Everything is in there. And 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 most importantly, when you go to church on Sunday, are you blocking someone? Or are you going to sit down so they can see Jesus? And what I mean by that, that don't necessarily mean go to church and sit down. What I mean is when you go to church, don't go to church for a show. Don't go to church and try to out-shout someone because you want people to think you're old. Go to church, sit down, get what God is trying to give you so other people can see Christ. But with you up doing all this yelling and screaming and running so you can be the the focal point of the service, that's not of God. Now I'm not saying the Lord can't have his way and do that. That's because we all know that that can happen. But majority of the folks is just blocking other people from seeing Jesus. And we'll rather have, we'll rather talk about a person than help a person. And that's where I'm at when it is in the church. A lot of that stuff has to stop. Stop blocking people from seeing Jesus. Just let them see Jesus. And if they come into church and they're not right, it's not your job to clean them up. It's the Holy Spirit's job to clean them up. Let the Holy Spirit do his job. You do your job. And either tell them to come to dinner with you or sit down somewhere. And if we can do that, I think we'll be okay. If we can do that, I think we'll be be fine. But I'm going to keep preaching it. I'm going to keep teaching it. As long as I got breath in my body, because everyone needs to be ministered to. The ministers, the pastors, the bishops, everyone, the evangelists, everyone needs to be ministered to. Whether they do wrong or they don't do wrong, they need to be ministered to. And, again, that's what I got. Um, I got some other news going on. We have our um, Praise Tabernacle uh, Pastoral Banquet. Is coming up on December 3rd and 4th. Um, RSVP, either me, uh, El Oliver, or Minister Tobert, if you and your family want to attend, Praise Tabernacle, Bishop Omar Zachary, and his wife, uh, Lady Pamela Zachary, anniversary, 14th anniversary, on December 3rd, we're going to be, I have a banquet-style black-tire fair, so come out, we're going to have some good food, um we're going to have a lot of fun that night um and it's want to be at uh I don't have the address in front of me but you if you look at the um look at the uh social media you'll see it black tie fair. so come dressed to impress uh, again, let me and Minister Tober know how many of you and your family was going to show up so we can do a head count. Now, this is, when I say this, it's free, but it ain't free. We ain't charging nobody no money for no food or anything like that. Uh, we will be taking pictures that night. Um, we will have plenty of food uh, if you want to come give gifts to the pastor and first lady this will be the night to do it on December third. We're going to be, you'll have two minutes to give your gift and say what you want to say um, to the pastor and the first lady. Uh, again, um, it's going to be an awesome night. That Sunday morning, we're going to conclude the service at our at our nine o'clock service. Uh, then the following Sunday, we got a special treat for everyone to come out that Sunday morning. If you can't make it out Saturday night, come out Sunday morning. We're then going to be in service for an hour, and we're going to honor the pastor and the First Lady um, December 3rd and December 4th. So we ask that you come out. There will be a program, so make sure you are as VP. And if you want to say something, make sure you let me or Minister Tobert know. Um, because we want to do this in a, in a very uh, professional, nice manner. We don't want it to be ghetto and, and everyone get up there and pick the mic and start talking crazy. But um, just let us know that you want to come and we have no problem. If you ain't got no gift to give, you just want to give a word, you got two minutes, 120 seconds. If you want to give uh, cash, you know, we were giving out the cash apps all that night And prior to that, to to honor the the, the first lady and the bishop of the church for all the services that they do for us and in the community. So we want it to be a very nice nice evening. So uh, I ain't saying you can't wear sweatpants. If that's what you got and you want to wear it, that's fine. But I'm saying come dressed to impress. And when we can do that, we'll be good. And and it's good to get dressed up and come out and and bring your spouses or or, or you know bring your spouses out because we will. It's going to be a a it's going to be a nice evening. And I'm gonna say you're gonna be one. Of, I wish I was there um, type of thing. So make sure you come out, um, get a plate. Um and, and, and you know, have a nice evening with us as as we uh celebrate our pastor and First Lady fourteenth uh anniversary uh for the church. Praise Tabernacle. So again, <clears throat> I'm excited. Um, working with Minister Tobert is a blessing. Um, just working with everyone that I'm working with and for all the people who have donated again, I just wanna say thank you. Um the, we're going to have it at Mo Soul Food Restaurant. They're letting us use their facility that night. It's on Scenic Highway, um, so I'm thankful for them, for the vendors that's uh, donating the food for us. Again, um, I, you know, this is nothing but the Lord doing this. Um, I can't do it, um, and again, this is why I'm blessed because the you can't put a price on some of these donations that we got coming in, you can't put a price on it um so so it it's a blessing, and again, we feed the community throughout the week last week, me and my wife went out passing food out to people for thanksgiving, and again, the Lord just blesses blesses us with when we want to have something for our pastor, you know, we get all this stuff donate that donated, we can do this, we want to do this. And, again, I just want to say thank you to all those that, that gave um, and that's supporting um, us or myself whenever we want to do, do what we do. So I just want to say thank you. Um, again, it, it it is definitely a blessing to do B&K Bible Break. To do chaos, period, is a blessing. Um, so many doors has been opened and it's through the Lord. The Lord has because I can't do any of this and I can't and I really am just truly blessed that he called me to be his servant to be in this position that I'm in because I'm not worthy I'm really not but I thank the Lord that he called me and I'm going to answer the call and with that being said we got tomorrow night we got Praise Tabernacle Bible Study um, there's going to be another great, great Bible study on tomorrow night. So please tune in. I think the whole team will be going in on tomorrow night, um, if I'm not mistaken. But join us for tomorrow night as, as we have a praise time and a Bible study, same time, 7 p.m., same website, same phone number. Call in and, and uh, get your word in because it will be a word. And, again, Tomorrow night, I think the whole team will be commenting on on um be commenting and I just learned just through the comments you can learn a lot. I'm talking about a lot there's a lot of meat that's gonna be thrown out there tomorrow, and if you're a vegetarian, there's gonna be a lot of vegetables that's gonna be thrown out there as well, and you'll be able to eat real good. Just listen to the bible study um it's been a blessing to me. And I know it'll be a blessing to you. So let's let's come back out for tomorrow night and um, hear the word of God. Also, we have on um, Wednesday night, Wednesday, Wednesday morning, we have vent break. If you want to be encouraged early in the morning on Wednesday, midway, I call it the midway point, Wednesday morning, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling like uh things aren't going right. Listen to um Sister uh Vanessa. She she will definitely encourage you and get you started for the rest of your week. Um so let's not forget event break Wednesday. Wednesday night I have Elder Bazaar on end time preacher talking about the end times. Um he's on Wednesday night at nine PM um Thursday you got uh the Royal Bluett family to be on, um, give their wonderful testimony in the in the things that they have going on in their lives and how the Lord is taking them to new levels. Uh, definitely want to check that out. Also, Saturday we have a sense, Spiritual Sense of Life with the Overseer Tim Jackson out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, he'll be on as well on Saturdays. And then we're right back on Sunday morning at 9 p.m. Praise Tabernacle Church, uh, Bishop Omar Zachary. uh, And just check us out. Check us out. Uh, It will definitely be a blessing. And with all that being said, I just want to thank for all those that listen, all those that that are uh, supporting us, listening to us. Again, um, we'll be back next week. My Lovely wife may be back next week. We're not sure she may be doing the the show Uh, We have some things coming up. I may not be on every Monday, but my wife will fill in for me pray for her She was a little under the weather. So keep her in your prayers. Keep our family in your prayers Um, Again, and let's not forget if you want to for those that are praise tabernacle here in Atlanta Lawrenceville wherever you are and you want to come to the banquet please RSVP through either my phone number, Elder Oliver's, or Minister Tolbert. Now, I ain't going to give our numbers out right now because there's probably a lot of crazy people out there, and we really don't have time for that. But if you know us, reach out for us, call us, RSVP with a text, let us know how many people coming. Now, if you've got a family of five and you five, say five of us is coming, put your name. Now don't put five and you six until you got five people coming with you and you ain't counting yourself. Make sure you count yourself in the number so we make sure we got enough food that's going to be there at the banquet on December 3rd. Again, it's going to be a blessing. It's going to be a, a, a great night uh, because we're going to be honoring a great man and a great woman of God. And also um, it's just going to be a great night, a great night and with that being said that's all i got for you tonight again tomorrow night praise tabernacle bible study 7 p.m and it's going to be a great bible study so tune in for that for tomorrow night and with that hopefully that i said something tonight the word went out that you were blessed by it that you received something from it and uh, if you have praise the lord i thank the lord for it and if you don't know jesus christ as your personal savior and you want to meet him tonight as your personal Savior, all you got to do is just say, Father God, forgive me. I repent for all my sins. I believe what you did on Calvary's cross. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose, Father God, and the Father God, that you're coming back again. And if you believe those things, you shall be saved. And if you believe that and, you, and, and you, you say that to yourself and you confess that to yourself that you are a sinner and that you want to be saved, that's all you got to do is confess it. And believe it. And the Bible says you do that, you shall be saved. You ain't got to go in no back room. You ain't got to speak in no tongues. You ain't got to give no money. All you got to do is confess and believe. Believe and confess. However you want to take it, that's all you got to do, and you shall be saved. That's it. There's nothing more to it. And then the heavens and the angels and everybody will be rejoicing because you just gave your heart to the Lord. And when you do that, you become his child. And with his child there's a lot of benefits that, that maybe it can help you now. So so just 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 know that. With that being said, I'm done. Thank you for tuning in for DNK Bible break and we'll be back better than ever tomorrow night at seven PM. Praise Tabernacle Bible study. And good night.